Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Pistira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Oh my gosh, I have the whole crew's back together! <laughs> Last week, Bizdira, Bria, and Flick learned a lot of information from the second assistant librarian about mm-hmm. the banner and its possible origins. It seems that the banner incident fits right into a series of mysteries dating back centuries involving disappearances, beast-worshipping cults, and all other manner of <laughs> I got intrigue. Kit's face. She has no clue what's coming. <laughs> she doesn't. This is all uh, yes, news also, to Kit me. Has not- <laughs> That's right, Kit has not heard this episode yet, so uh, get ready. Uh, more mysterious still was the discovery that the brand on Bria's arm, and possibly the markings on Shell Warden's cave fissures, though no one knows that yet, may be linked to these ancient pre-beast organizations. What will Kit make of all of this information? And how will the rest of the party react when Kit mentions the cave fissures markings? And now that they've gathered all the intel they can, what will the party's plan of attack be for the trial, which is scheduled to take place tomorrow? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hey! Okay, we got a lot to do. Yeah, there was a a lot of new information for at least some of you at all times. Uh, Lots of new stuff for Kit, because, uh, well, as of recording this, I have not completed editing that episode, so she hasn't heard that. Uh, and, and I don't think any of you were entirely aware that the trial was set to be tomorrow. So there nope. you go. No, no that's that news. was definitely new. I feel like everything, <sighs> oh. I know, right? I feel like Talk everything that happened in the last episode has escaped my brain already. Like you were mentioning. <laughs> well, that's not I, great news since you don't really... have the episode to rely on when doing the recap today. I, I um, I actually I know what a little song for this. There you go. <clears throat> I have notes. I definitely have notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of it. You're allowed to sing. Yeah, <laughs> that was very um, schoolhouse rock kind of. That was giving me like a little bit of that vibe. Do you know what that's from? What is that from? It's from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She sings, oh, I have see, I don't friends, know this. I, definitely I definitely have, have friends. friends. I don't, friends, I don't really watch that show, and even I knew that one. It's I definitely kind have of watched my that YouTube song. video before. Definitely. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I may have been the person to show it to you. Anyway. You might have been the one to send it to me. <laughs> uh, I don't know how good they are. I have not yet looked back at them, so uh, we're well, going to find out. Probably, I could probably toss in a few corrections if they're blatantly wrong but I, I bet they're sort of okay so let's let's just sort of set the scene so you all spent uh, the day out uh, kit with shell and the rest of you with with Lynn uh, and and once again you know the four of you come back to your to your abode uh, and I shouldn't have said tomorrow I should say that uh, it's actually from from the end of the day that you all spent out and about uh, it's actually the day after tomorrow right so you've got a whole day uh, to sit and think through things and make plans if there's anything you need to go out and grab in preparation for the trial so you do you do have a full you know day after after your adventures in the library and with shell so you all come back uh, that night and and as much as I would love to say you know it's the next morning I I have no doubt that your return to your abode is uh, worth worth narrating <laughs> I I personally think that we just have this really I long personally believe I that personally believe US Americans don't have maps. Um <laughs> I think that we all have this really long hug which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because like we just saw each other this Literally, morning but yeah, for us morning. it's actually been so long 
that we just have a really long hug. That's all. Aww. 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 That's cute. Okay. Also, like, it hasn't been that long. It's been less time than it was between before the last time we all came to... You know what I'm trying to say. A while ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like now we're, like, back on track. Ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. A series of more than two full group episodes in a row. Correct. That's right. That's right. Uh, who gets home first, do we think? I feel like us, because we went, like, first thing in the morning to see Yeah. We did. You're correct. And we weren't there for very long, I don't think. Did we do anything else on our way back home? Sandwiches. Of course, sandwiches. Always sandwiches. (laughs) 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 By the way, Cheeky likes to say that part in Frozen. Oh, really? She likes to go, sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Played that role, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I definitely think we beat, because Kit seemed like she was gone for a long time. Yeah. Well, right, I think you all spent spent more time in the in the restricted section than it sort of seemed. There was a lot of having to read through things and find tomes that we right. sort of, you know, glossed over. But yes, all things considered, I do think you all were finished before Kit. Well, I mean, obviously, I don't think we would have wanted wanted to keep Lynn over her scheduled time. Like, what is the employment hours in the underground? Like, is it like a normal like nine to five? Is it an eight hour oh, shift? Oh heavens no! It's a four day work week, six hour shifts. Oh, that you know what? That is That's living it. the dream right there. I'm telling you. Yeah, that made me sad thinking about you, that. You literally, your yeah. whole face just sunk. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a four-day work week. I've got well, the six-hour d- part, but not the four days. We definitely, like, we we know we got back before her, so I don't think we need the exact yeah. hour, right? No, um, no, and no. Kit, so you know, I, in the episode even say, I mean, I might get cut, but in the episode, I'm like, I'm taking lots and lots and lots of notes for Kit because I know, I feel like she should be here because she would love all of this. So mm-hmm. I have I lots of notes. I appreciate that. that. <laughs> I know that I, Karin, as a human, when I listened to the first episode, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe Kit's not there. I know, so like I can only <laughs> imagine how, as things progressed, I personally will feel. <laughs> I think you came up in conversation multiple times during that episode because we were like, oh crap, she needs to be here right She's now. the <laughs> one that asks the questions. Yeah, she's the one who asks really good questions about stuff. <laughs> well, we did say that we are oh, going no. to have a relationship with the librarian, so I think if if Kit had any specific questions, we can ask them the following day, since we've got kind of our prep day. Mm. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Um, so- cool. So, yeah, I imagine you guys probably do get there before Kit, because I think Kit had to give an extensive presentation to all of the uh, <laughs> animal handlers uh, that involved <laughs> lots of uh, wild shaping and talking to, like, there, I imagine there was a parade of animals that people brought by that uh, they wanted me to talk to. Um, so I'm probably getting home pretty late. I think that everyone uh, had uh, many questions for me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I love that absolutely. I picture it as like a conference that people pay a lot of money to go to. That's what I was thinking too, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's holding I like, an animal. I was like, as long as you had your, your um, what is it, the board that we would draw on, as long as somebody was holding your drawings for you and you had a backwards chair, that's all yeah. that we were, you know. Kids creating an MLM. It's very confusing. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that would be. Like, what would Kit create? Now I have to think about it in a different time that is not this particular moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that means. What is an MLM? 
Uh, I believe it's multi-level marketing scheme, correct? Uh, gotcha. I'm Way not over my name head. Any for yeah, fear I, of offending I, someone who that's listens. Exactly. I was like, I could <laughs> say, name some, but I don't want to. No, that's, that's fine. You can leave it at whatever that was, because I'm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, we'll text. We'll text. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you all anyway. get home and have time to collect your thoughts before Kit arrives. Um, that's what I was going to say. I think we would be gabbing like this whole time. I think we've got a mm-hmm. lot to discuss and a lot to kind of make sure that we have, you know, ducks in a row. Um, ducks. Um, <laughs> sorry. Ducks question mark title. Oh, episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should skip forward to when Kit gets home. I think that's, re- but that's I, I exactly what you walk agree in. more. So, uh, <laughs> so Kit comes home. She uh, walks through the door, and immediately the smell of like a farm enters the room <laughs> with Kit. Yeah, uh, I want to make a Constitution save. Sure. Me too. Me too. Oh, but God, wait, okay. for what, though? It's not going to make you... It's a pleasant, if loamy and earthy smell. You don't know me. They, don't think, know that they I, clearly like, think that I have been rolling around in the manure or something. <laughs> like, wow. If that's yeah. the case, I'm definitely... <laughs> I, I wasn't, an to it be clear. Lovely. It smelled the sea. Oh you God. want to be clear that you were, in fact, rolling around no, in the manure? No, I was not rolling <laughs> around in the manure. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Very this is clear. what happens when there's a whole half a day that we didn't play out, and I don't know what happens. I just oh. make assumptions. <laughs> All right, Flick, what'd you get? None of this was worth it. Everything's a disaster. <laughs> I, my thing fell off my microphone, and I ro- crit failed. <laughs> I, Flick is Flick. It, Flick becomes look. Flick becomes over. It's not even the smell. Flick just has become overwhelmed and has decided that he needs a minute to go sit in the corner and just have a have a quick little cry. No, it's like a, he has like an emotional vomit. You know. When people get so riled up. Maybe it reminds him of where he came from originally, and that's where the emotions come from. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you know know when people get like like horse shit, but I think he just is really overwhelmed with all of the news that he just got, and for some reason that smell just really yes. No, I was trying to. I was like, there is a pop culture reference that I have to make, and I couldn't remember what it was, and I just remembered it's the scene in Thirty Rock. Where um, uh, Jack is a child and he gets the little the ro- the uh, I'm sorry the spaceship for his birthday and he's so excited that he pukes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he pukes. Yes. Apollo. Yes. Apollo. Kit. <laughs> <laughs> Kit. Oh Lord, I love that show. All so right, yeah, well, once everyone's done puking and crying, let's I don't know talk about what That's we've learned. That's a title: puking and crying. <laughs> <laughs> How that dare. got him good. That yeah. got him good. <laughs> Next up on the last oh. refuge, puking and crying. Stop it! Stop it! It sounds like a Cards Against Humanity card. Let's go. <laughs> is that like right. uh, what is like it? A gassy antelope? antelope? No, talk about antelope? what you learned. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna really have to because I just peeked the entire thing. And none of that is usable. Yeah, but. I'm so mad. You, I'm crying. <laughs> this whole episode is just us trying to make DM laugh. <laughs> oh God, I'm not. I'm not puking and crying. I'm sweating and crying. I'm sweating and crying. Oh. So Kit, Kit, you walk in and we're just puking, crying. <laughs> I, yes, I walk into puking and crying, and I say. 
Oh no, did you guys have another bad day? <laughs> <laughs> and you can see Bria has already started some illustrations and most of them are the symbol that's like on her arm. Um, the symbol is just everywhere. I've drawn it all over the place because I'm cool. so stressed out. Also, I may have been oh, no. puking. Yeah, I think <laughs> I have say. like a splotchy face. You, Flick will emerge from wherever he went and had his emo- emo- emotional puke. Um, and he <laughs> will say in a very somber voice, it's been episode. a very informative day. And then he'll go sit down. I feel like Biz is just like handing out mugs of tea. Just like, it's okay. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Trying to comfort everyone. And then I'm going to be like, Kit, tell us about your day. Just to completely (laughs) make her wait for all of the information. (laughs) Actually, I think that there's one of those, um, uh, what are they called? The boards? Um, Conspiracy theory boards. We've started one of those. But I'm like, tell us about your day with like like, a crazed look in my eye. Pins and strings (laughs) all over the place. Mildly. <laughs> uh, so I think Kit will accept the cup of tea from Bizdira and uh, look around at them very concerned because this is not the reception she was hoping for. <laughs> um, nope. But uh, so she'll take the mug of tea and she'll sit down. I, I imagine us like all sitting cross-legged in a little circle and it's very cute in my head. And there are um, pillows like beanbags. And... Uh, <laughs> I will tell them about my day and um, just like a general review of, oh, I met Shell. They were great. They had all these horrifying crab monsters that I talked to. Uh, Eventually, I went her over to my side. The weird thing that happened was, and then I think, and then I tell them about the um, brand and the cave fissures that fell from the ceiling and I think that I probably ripped out the page of um, Shell's almanac that I drew the brand on and I show it to them and I was like this is what it looked like which looked familiar and I'm like at the same time as I'm saying that I'm like looking at all of the drawings that Priya has (laughs) I'm just like I'm gonna make another constitution save. Oh my god. Save. Okay. Emotional puke. Sure, sure. Yes! That's a three. Okay. Nice. Uh, god. Now Brie is emotionally puking. <laughs> Um, no, but I, well, I mean, maybe she is. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's immediately, without any check required, because you all have just spent the day looking at variations on this particular, like, font. I, I don't know. You know what I mean. <laughs> We've had this conversation. Uh, you, you absolutely recognize it as, you know, uh, something in the family of Bria's brand, and also something in the family of a lot of these symbols that you saw that were connected to the, to the beast cults and such. And I think, as we discussed this, Kit will mention. I, I believe it was Kit, right? At the when she, when Bria first received the branding from the. Wait, I'm sorry. Who's gonna mention? Huh? <laughs> apparently, you for sure just called yourself me. Kit, and it makes me the happiest. When did I call myself Kit? You just said. I think at this point, Kit will mention. Yeah. Oh. Unless you're playing. Kit's character, in which case which is that's all. Honestly, fine. No. <laughs> trying to jog Kit's. I don't know. You all know who I'm talking about. Move along. Um, <laughs> I I will mention to Kit. Um, wasn't it you who identified the branding as having something to do with the element of water? Question mark. Do I remember that correctly? Octavia. <laughs> maybe? <laughs> 
kids face. <laughs> uh, for the listeners, I just uh, shot the computer a very, why the fuck would I remember if that was me face? <laughs> <laughs> I think it. I think it was Octavia that I don't. I don't. Somebody said it. Okay. Well, great. So we know that it has something to do with water. Yeah. Yes. DM. Okay. But not the one. Not the one that uh, that were that's on the back of the cave fishers. That's the Bria one. Is the water one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so oh, those so don't look similar. They're just like they're. But they're. They, so what, they're obviously similar. Go ahead, Kit. You. Explain. Yeah. So what um, Kit remember noticed rather when she looked at the brand that was on the cave fishers is that it looks like everything about it looks very similar to Bria's brand except for the part of the brand that basically uh, spoke to it being uh, having to do with the element of water that part is different so it probably references another element uh, and Kit's uh, guess is that it has to do with earth. Gotcha. Okay. So you're able to actually kind of differentiate a little bit between them like Kit has that ability? Question mark? Yeah, Kit could was able to sort of pick out the part that was talking about about the elements uh and and now that you all have also seen these two and and kids able to sort of point out where that is and stuff i think you all are able to i, I wouldn't say read the runes but you know you all sort of have the same level of of uh, understanding of how they're fit together okay shall we jump into our story yes please I think so. I think we're giving you the floor, Bria. Oh no! So you took all you the, have notes. the notes. I, I, I just, know I what just you emotionally want. puked. Uh, so did I. <laughs> so did she. Why don't Flick well, you don't and have Viz? Why don't you guys start with how we got into the room, and then I'll take over when we get into the room. Because that's where friends. my notes really start. We made, we made friends with an librarian mm-hmm. named Lynn. Mm-hmm. Kind of named Lynn. Lynn was cool. That was her familiar name. That was her familiar name. And then there's a really great time jump here. It's like one of those really cool movie effects where, like, mm-hmm. the where, screen like, gets all, like, like waves, like water waves. And we move forward to the part that is important uh, because I don't want to make the listeners listen to a full-ass recap of two I episodes. I think Kit is very... She needs to know all the details about the cloth that the banner was made out of. I think we need to go through beat by beat everything that happened. I thought you might. We're definitely not going through the stuff that was in the first episode, because you've heard that one. (laughs) Okay, I am going to just read through what I've got. I don't know if any of this is going to make sense, because I haven't looked at it. Churches slash cults slash groups supported and tried... Oh, yes. There were churches slash cults slash groups that supported (laughs) and tried to bring back the return of the beast as quickly as possible. So they were trying to do it and they used fear and intimidation in order to do so. So this seems pretty familiar to the banner. Yes, Kit. Did this happen before everyone went underground or this is like ancient history from like the before time before this society was founded? Great question. When I asked myself, I don't remember the answer. Uh, This is all from before... The answer is just sort of yes. Uh, it is there is evidence that this took place as far back as the ancient times, and possibly even as recently as you know in the last thousand years since the last beast okay. coming. This is good. See, this will also clarify things. This is important. Yeah, I like this. very much. Good. All right, Bria, what's next on your list of notes? I wrote three A L. Three three A L. Northern reports from a century ago. Pro-beast organizations, maybe all one group with different names. 
What's was three that the, AL? Was, is that a year? No. Maybe it was like the 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 section it was in or something. It also might not say three AL. Realistically. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have I mean, no idea what three AL is. If it was my handwriting, I would assume that it was something else. But you have pretty handwriting, so I don't know. Yeah, but I, I write stuff like as I hear it, so it doesn't always make sense. Uh, but the rest of it makes sense to me. Um, yes. The Northern Island reports are from a century ago. Um, and they were pro-beast organizations. Um, and we think that there may have been, they're all one group with different names. So, like, they would, like, disappear for years, and then they'd kind of come back with a different name. And so we think it may have all been kind of one group that just maybe wasn't active at a certain time, if that makes sense. There's a chance that 3AL refers in some weird way to the title of that document, which was Intelligence Report 549.21.A. <laughs> That's my sound best like it. guess. <laughs> I, I just had I had a mind blown moment. Uh oh. Okay, Biz. Kind of conspiracy theory. What if? What if the attack on the tunnels and the northern island was a distraction to get members of this cult down through the transportation into the the island we're on now to infiltrate. I like it. I see. I'm smelling what you're stepping in here, which right? I do like. Ew. You're, you're <laughs> talking of the puke that you all have left all over the floor. You're talking specifically. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Good job. Yeah. Um, specifically, like they came in. They disguised themselves as like northern refugees yeah. who came. And that's with- yeah. And that's the thing. Is like. Who like who would really be able to pick that out? Because northern refugees are now surrounded by all of these other underground folks, right? And the underground folks here are surrounded by Northern Ireland people. Not everybody knows who the other people are except for like us. Why do you look confused, Ian? I just swear that you just said Northern Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> northern <All right>. Ireland. <laughs> I have been listening to some Irish music, so it's possible. Um Oh really northern- good, really good island like folks and all that right so nobody fully like not one person can sit there and be like oh i know all these people and i know all those people and we're the only ones that are like super we stand out more just based on our history and all that stuff and you know the fact that we hang out with the tiefling but you know what if this is like maybe that's why the banner came out right that's why this is happening is because they've infiltrated now from during the northern rescue i do think that that's a an option of how they got here for sure right because it doesn't seem like they let anybody come or go easily i don't know right if we travel back in time though dm when when we saw when flick went through the door in Chuckles' room. Did it look anything like this? Sort of. I mean, in that it was, it appeared to be a, a, a city underground. Uh, flick, goodness, I don't know. Make me an intelligence history check. Oh, God. This is have, gonna have to be high. It's gonna be a high DC, because it was a while ago. Oh, um, that's a natural 20 oh. that I just rolled oh, on my die. Uh, so that's no, extremely it helpful. Was, <laughs> it is extremely helpful. Um, so in that case, you were, it was such an event that you just really remember every single detail. Flashbulb um, mem. It was, <laughs> that's right. Uh, it was definitely not 
this city, you know for sure. There were just differences in architecture styles. Um, you didn't see a ton of the northern islands sort of city area, but you saw enough of their tunnels and their craftsmanship in the tunnels that you did see that you're fairly certain that it probably wasn't that city either. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> your best your best bet is that it was probably a door that led to somewhere in the city underneath the Western, Western Island, Island. Underneath mm-hmm. the Last Refuge. Because yep. um, it was similar enough, right, but but had its own unique architecture and, and such. Interesting. We've been here all along. I would say, well, then I will relay that as I remember it, flashbulb memory style, which, Ma- Bria, what are you, where are you going with that? I question. Uh, I was just wondering, I don't really know. I, I think it, it just triggered like a, this is, we know that they had this like weird door transportation-y thing. Like there is the mm. option that they have that type of power. So I think my thought was they may not have Needed to use the refugees in order to travel that way, like mm. they use this whatever portally door thing. Um, so yeah. Also, yeah. remember you all did that right when you traveled to the Northern Island for mm-hmm. the evacuation. You all went through a portally door thing as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we stand with Black Lives Matter and our Black siblings fighting for justice. That fight is not over just because we're tired. Second of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be horatory if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. It doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, and it really does help us out a ton. We right now have two reviews on the back burner. Remember, if you aren't leaving your reviews on U.S. Apple Podcasts, they will sometimes slip through the cracks and I will miss them. So if you haven't heard yours yet and you haven't already reached out, send us an email at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com just to be sure we see it. We, of course, want to remind everyone that we have our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. And starting in September, we are going to be adding two new groups to that list. So we're very excited about that. Right now, we want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent. To our honorary party member, Matthew Allen. To our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado, Etheridge, and Misty. And since it's the end of the month, to our Shimmerscale council members, Nat Rose, Tony Aelis, The Geekery, Lucas Hokum, Steffi Bernard, River Daniel, Stephen Mosley, Verpio, Kin, Sam Ellis, Rob Murphy, Aaron Stevens, Kelsey G., Jay Sprig, and Gordon Ross. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. We want to continue to remind you about our partnership with Codename Entertainment and Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, which is a completely free idol adventure game featuring your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore that's available on... 
Well, all of the platforms, really, just about. You can get more information and details about the game at CodenameEntertainment.com. And the next time you boot up the game, be sure to check our episode notes and use the gold chest code that you can find there for free power-ups and items in your game. We get a new code every week, so always check and always be sure and redeem them. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and and in comptech.filmmusic.io, respectively. As always, you can also check the episode notes to find track names, artist names, and links. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you stop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. In a shameless personal plug, a really exciting Feywild anthology that I was an editor on came out last week. You should check it out. It's called Through the Veil, Tales of the Feywild, and it's got adventures for all four tiers of play, really beautiful art, and it's a pretty awesome product, if I do say so myself. We have a new podcast to recommend to you this week. Mixed Messages is a new podcast by Bree Graham and Emily Madigan, two mixed women trying to navigate the complexities of living between multiple communities in these divided times. They'll be discussing everything from colorism to transracial adoption in season one alone. The podcast just dropped their very first two episodes this past Monday, August 24th, so definitely check them out when it's still fresh and new and they can really use your support. Follow Mixed Messages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at at Mixed Message Pod. That's Mixed Message Singular, so no S on that. Or on your line, you can go to their website, MixedMessagesPod.com. That one is plural. Yet another announcer's personal note, Emily Madigan is a dear, dear friend of mine. I have played D&D with her before and streamed games with her, but this is not a D&D podcast. We're advertising it anyway, though, because I think Emily's brilliant. I know Brie is brilliant, and I think this podcast is going to be really, really interesting and really, really important right now. So go give them a follow, subscribe to their podcast, Mix Message Pod, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We, of course, this week want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. In case you somehow haven't heard, The Last Refuge has a merch store. You can go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store to check out t-shirts, buttons, drink koozies, and all the other cool stuff that we have available for you. Once you receive your items, be sure to take pictures and tag us on social media because we want to see how awesome you look in your TLR sweatshirt, holding your TLR notebook, and drinking a beer in your TLR koozie. I don't know. We just want to see it because it sounds awesome. Uh, All right. And finally, next Tuesday, September 1st, we are finally, at long last, going to be announcing all the details for our anniversary celebration. We've got new fan art. We've got a ton of really awesome prizes from people like Wormwood and WizKids and Imperial Forge, all kinds of awesome stuff to give away, and we cannot wait to give you all the details about it in just under a week. So make sure you don't miss a thing by keeping an eye out on our social media. All right, that was kind of a longer one this week. Apologies, but anyway, we had to get it all in there. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and happy gaming, y'all. All right, may I suggest, these are all good, this is all excellent uh, supposition, but may I suggest we get Kit fully uh, caught up on y'all's <laughs> right. notes, yes. and then we can yes. start getting deep into the conspiracy theories. Um, so then we were looking through this paper um, that 
one, the third assistant librarian who seemed to kind of want to get into the space, it was this whole thing, that they were looking at, and on it there were all these little symbols, and one slash many of them matched the one from the sea hag on my arm. Oh, oh, it says right here, matches water element. There are suggestions on the sheet of the other three elements. So there were, the elements were kind of on the sheet and it was a very, very old paper. Changing the right, subject. And the symbols, <laughs> uh, real quick, just to, to further detail that I know I, you, I gave you all or Lynn gave you all, uh, was that those symbols were all sort of uh, listed as the icon or the signature or whatever of various of these cults throughout history uh, sort of compiled into one place so that's what the that's what all of the symbols were where they were not the names of but like the you know what is the word that I'm looking for their like calling the, card thank you the calling card of of the various cults throughout history then we learned the story that throughout history there have been similar disappearances of people. And only once had someone turned up back at home, and they said they were excited to interview and is the last one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's my favorite note so far. Okay, this one I, this one is, is more straightforward, so I can I know exactly what it is that you mm-hmm. saw, so I will. That's it's, The first half was very good, <laughs> and then it sort of fell apart. Uh, so, yeah, you all found a journal uh, of some ranking official uh, with it's hard to tell how old, it was hard to tell how old the document was and where exactly it came from. But basically, it was uh, it was sort of an uninteresting journal until the last about third or so uh, talked all about how this person was frustrated that they were unable to solve a series of disappearances in whatever city it was that they were living in. Uh, they seemed to have found evidence that uh, extremely similar disappearances had happened before many times throughout the decades, uh, but then that sort of line of reasoning in the journal was sort of abandoned because I guess maybe they didn't find any more information or that lead sort of ran up against a dead end or whatever. The final entry of the journal, which is not the last page, there are lots of blank pages at the end of the journal, but the final entry of the journal uh, mentions that one of the disappeared individuals did in fact, like you said, turn up back at home uh, seemingly sort of none the worse for wear and this official mentioned really looking forward to being able to interview that person about what had happened the following day, and then no other entries uh, ever were written. Yeah, that face is pretty much the face we made. Yeah, we had a moment. Um, the beast appears in the mainland in the form, question mark, of storms. There's there's no form, question mark. Storms, tsunamis, earthquakes, tornadoes. Um, and comes Natural with, disasters. in quotes, angels. And then it also says, the beast is cleansing fire. Oh, yeah. So you all asked, the question that brought those tidbits up was that you all asked if there were any mentions in any of these documents documents about what the beast actually freaking is. Uh, And the answer was that there are are a ton of reports about what the beast actually is. Very few of them actually match up. So it's hard to say what from these, uh, from these documents is true. What is myth and legend? What is rumor? What is lie? Uh, So the things that you listed are some of the ways that the beast has been described in various documents throughout history. It's pretty certain that it does come from the central island. That was mentioned often enough uh, that that feels like something you could take to the bank. Uh, but other than that, yeah, there was lots of mentions of of storms and tempests and tsunamis and volcanoes. Some people mentioned that the beast 
either arrived with or in fact was an avenging angel. Some people refer to the beast as a cleansing fire. Uh, all of these are just ways that you all were able to find that the beast has been described. So what you're saying is, is that DMs of other games just rolled randomly and then we're just like, this is what happened <laughs> to her in that time. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you that because I had yet another person ask me about creating a, a setting world book for this, and that's just going to be a surprise for when that book comes out in 2047. <laughs> I need well, a book so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then perhaps most surprisingly, there was a scroll called On Loss, and it said that the southern island disappeared into a period of silence. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much what you- we did, too. <laughs> Got any idea what that is? Yeah. I, I will toss in, once again, a few clarifying uh, tidbits, although, to be honest, there's not a ton more on that one. So this scroll on loss is millennia old. It is one of the oldest pieces in the restricted section. Um, and it's never been super clear She's why so the scroll was relegated to the restricted section, because for the most part, it's, it's just sort of this psychological and philosophical treatise on, like, loss as an abstract concept. Uh, But at one point in the scroll, they talk about, as they're talking about loss, they talk about the loss, quote-unquote, of the southern island. There was a period that was possibly as long as 500 years ago. It's really hard to tell exactly how old this scroll is and what it's talking about. But it seems that, it seems that for a period of multiple centuries maybe as long as 500 years, no word came from the Southern Island. Nobody heard anything from the Southern Island, period, at all. Yeah, that's a really um, long time The other time to important, right? The other uh, interesting thing about this is that there is no other mention of this period of silence from the Southern Island in this scroll or anywhere else that you all managed to, to look in the restricted section documents. And... You did clarify for us after the episode, or for me, because I was going on this whole tangent in my brain that, like, it was, like, washed away in a tsunami and then came back or whatever, and he clarified that the island did not disappear. They just stopped Uh communicating. Did they have, like, one of those situations, like, in The Leftovers, and um, they had a a cult of people that just didn't talk anymore? Yes, that is exactly what this is. You've solved my silence puzzle. (laughs) Yay. It's The Leftovers. So, (laughs) let's prepare for a trial. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So okay. So I guess so. That's that's sort of the update. It's a lot of weird information, but that's that's the long and short of it. There is evidence of these beast worshiping cults. Seems like the banner thing is a little bit their mo, right? In terms of like intimidation to get what they want. There's some weird history going back relating these cults to possibly elemental cults. There's a chance that all of this has something to do in some way with the Southern Island, since it disappeared for 500 years. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the long and short of it. So, yes, Bria? Is there anything, which I may have asked there, but I didn't on the episode, is there anything to say that the the cults of the elements, that the elements themselves, each cult was on each different island, so, like, whatever island is? There didn't seem to be any indication of that. I mean, there are certainly links to different elements on different islands. You know that from the Arcanium, yeah. right? Like, one of the keys was a specific element key. Um, but there wasn't really any documentation that suggested that specific elements 
were relegated to specific islands in terms of the cults. Okay, I have a question. Are there any symbols or ruins on the fire shield that match any of the symbols or ruins that we found? No, not really, but you, I mean, you could definitely identify which symbols include the element of fire. Um, there isn't really a ton of a ton of visible runes on any of the keys. Okay. Um, their magic but, seems to be much more innate rather than scribed. Right. But would it be possible to figure out which of the symbols in those journals that we found correlates to fire by using that? Oh, yeah, that? definitely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Does it match so shell at this point, or no? There, the, the shell? Uh, no, shell is earth. Shell is earth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I... That's what yeah. I was thinking. Sorry, we um, have to talk about one more really important thing. Who's taking the robe of random items? <laughs> oh my god. Robe of useful items, first of yes. all. Oh, sorry, I wrote random. Anyways, I'd like to give that to Kit, and let's move along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I was going to say there are two questions. Apparently there were three right now, but... Uh, that having been dealt with, there there's sort of two things uh, to discuss, right? One is about the banner. Who put it there? Why? And do you all actually care that much? And and is that important right now? Uh, and I'm not saying it is, and I'm not saying it isn't. That's entirely up to you. But So that's sort of one question. And then the other question is, of course, you know, prepping for the trial tomorrow. Um, because you've done what you can in terms of outreach. You have gotten the information that you promised the crowd that you would get in terms of the banner uh, and where it came from, which... You know, to be fair, that research led to a whole lot more questions, but you did what you said you would. So, so yeah, those are sort of the two things that you need to do. And I do think, obviously, they are connected, but ultimately they are separate conversations. I don't personally care about who put up the banner. Same. I was going to say the exact same thing. Well, great. That makes that easy. (laughs) I feel like once... if. If we use the that the information of the banner that we know about, okay, the banner is an intimidation tactic and within the trial. I think that we sh- might start um, ferreting out some of the cult members personally. Okay, in that case, then I think it's time to start making your plans for the trial. So just very quickly, so that you all know the 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 <laughs> uh, the trial's format is going to sort of be more like a more like a caucus. Um, you all will have a chance to say your piece. The other side will have a chance to say their piece. You'll be able to ask questions uh, of each other, but but basically, uh, it will be you know statements of why or why not continue with this isolationism, right? Uh, that is sort of the question at its core. So it's going to be, its not, you know, we're not going to be uh, calling witnesses, although there will be opportunities for anyone uh, in the community who wants to speak to speak, but there won't be witness calling and there's not going to be a cross-examination and a redirect. It's just going to be sort of the two sides saying their piece and asking questions of each other. Fierce. Well, I'm not necessary in this trial then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You have Frosty's hat on. I was just saying because I'm a lawyer. Anyway. Oh. Backwards chair. A question about the trial. Are our friends like Octavia and Mox, are they going to be there? Or are we speaking on both our behalf and their behalf? They they will be there. uh, And they, well, I mean... They can't be here to plan with you all, sure. uh, but they will undoubtedly have sort of their own thing to say. But the fact that you all have had a chance to be out in the community and sort of doing some work and doing some prep, uh, they will probably leave most of y'all's sides speaking to you. Great. They can fill in here and there. They can answer questions, but it's it's mostly going to be on you all. Cool. I just wanted to know if we needed to prep not only for talking about ourselves, but also talking about them, which I think the two are mm-hmm. connected, but I think... 
I think it just changes the way we frame it a little bit. Sure. And I mean, if there are things that you want them to mention, if you want to have them talk about certain things, you could certainly write something out and, and hand that to them. You'll have a little bit of time before the official trial starts to meet with them. I think um, it might be best for us to decide what talking points we're going to go with. We're all nodding like she can see us. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I think it might be best to go with maybe the things that we think that they're going to come at us with or that we really want to hit home, and then we can kind of narrow down a list from there. I think that's smart because I will also say, I know I keep saying, oh, I have one more thing, I have one more thing, but I have one more thing, uh, which is, you know, um, you all have made the argument for ending isolationism in your guest episodes to lots of people lots of times, right? Uh, And your argument is pretty sound, and your success with individuals sort of proves that. So I do think exactly what Bria just said, like, it would behoove you all to consider what the counter-arguments will be, and how you're going to uh, go after those, right? And how you're going to respond to the questions that they're going to ask you. Would you like to just give us a list of those things? (laughs) I sure would not, but I appreciate you asking. Would you like to give the oppositions just, you know, all of their preparation? That's actually what we spend the following day doing is just turning invisible, getting all of their notes. (laughs) Pass without trace, y'all. Yep. Um, (laughs) It's the only way we do anything around here. That's exactly right. (laughs) I will go ahead and say now that it seems to me that a huge counter-argument could be why do we care? Like that for me is because they've been fine for so long. It doesn't really hurt them to just stay put and stay where they are while everything else goes to shit. So uh, yeah, I guess that's, I will present that now to the group as like what I think is a huge counter argument for them. Yeah. I mean, I think that the very obvious response to that is sure. You can stay here and pretend it's not affecting your world, but we have concrete examples of things that we have seen down here in the past three, four days that prove that that is not the case. Like I think, and then we bring our witnesses. I thought we weren't allowed to have witnesses. You know what? Or like whatever speakers. (laughs) Well, I mean, so I have a, a general question. Do we think that if we talk about looking through the restricted section of the library and finding the information about the cults and how they work and all that, will we get Lynn into trouble? Because I like Lynn. I don't want to. Oh, get we're Lynn not into gonna. Trouble, no, no, we're not gonna. We need that. to make sure people actually survive. <laughs> no, I don't think any of that stuff is necessary. I think it's more like what Kit found. I think we have other examples that wouldn't get anyone into trouble. I also think, and and you would all, the three of you that were there would know this, like the lengths to which Lynn went to make sure that the third assistant librarian didn't find you all in the restricted section are enough to suggest that you probably weren't supposed to be back there and Lynn would almost certainly get in trouble. Yeah. Durr. Durr, durr. I do think too that we should really uh, focus on the fact that like we're not asking them, like you said the most important question is why or why not continue with the isolationism. We're not asking them to not be isolationists mm-hmm. we're not asking them to do anything except let other people live their lives so like if they if Just someone like they would like to yeah if somebody wants to has the calling and wants to go help us great if someone wants to help us by sending us stuff great that's fine everyone else can live in isolationism and that's fine they don't have to change their lives because someone else is changing their life honestly applause all around oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I will not be that eloquent when we are talking to them. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what Frosty's hat is for. <sighs> well, I think that the counter argument that is going to be made to that, which obviously I agree with what you're saying, but I think that I think that the pushback we're going to get on that statement is that if people can come and go as they please, that it is inherently not isolationist. Um, I think if everyone just wore a mask, we would be protected <laughs> from the things that are up on the surface. Well, maybe it's for, you know, maybe there's a time limit on it. I don't know. Maybe it's until we defeat whatever this is, you know, or I, I don't know. Maybe well, that's a solution. I mean, but I hate even just using that term like time limit or like I there's think- an expiration date on it because that doesn't feel right either. I think any change to what already exists is going to be a no. Yeah, As sure. far as, like, day-to-day life, how they operate, any of that, I think that that's just a flat-out no. Mm-hmm. Any that's not really what we're trying to do. And I think I think that, that that, like, combining those two points of, like, we're not, like, the only major change we're trying to do is, like... As you said, Bria, allow people to live their lives. Like the the like basic structure of people's day to day lives can stay the same. Like you don't have to you don't have to move all the farming above the ground if you don't want to. But at the end of the day, like it's this system is to some degree like oppressing a group of their civilians who would like to go out and explore the rest of the world and ensure that their society doesn't come crumbling down. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I think ultimately we have to, we have to make the argument that there need to be some changes, but the change that we are asking for is not actually a radical one. Are there other, uh, either other things that you all know or anticipate they're going to make in terms of arguments that they're going to make that you want to plan to refute? Are there other uh, holes in your all's argument that you think they're going to go after that you want to be ready for? I mean, one of the things that came to mind is the idea that they're going to sit there and blame everything on us and are because we are there and because some of their people decided to get involved with us that it jump-started all of this. That's also what I was going to say, is that's the big thing that Liara, the girl that I was with, had an, had an issue with, was that she was basically like, no, the the devil's... None, it was fine, the world was fine, and then you guys all showed up, and this is what caused the problem. To which I say, I mean, the problem was going to be the problem regardless. Like, it, you know, the beast was, is, was going to... It was going to reoccur at some point. But when it comes to us being down here, that's not necessarily the cause of the banner you know i i i I mean that's that's other people's issue or like that that was their action you know like it's not our fault that that i don't know now i'm just kind of talking in circles i think that actually kit uh when talking to the animals if i remember correctly there was a thing that was like this had been like a year it had been a long time right that the something like that i don't remember the exact timeline that shell told me um, I do. Mm-hmm. So she told you, uh, you asked how long things had been going on. She told you that uh, her K-Fishers had been behaving oddly uh, for the better part of a year since there was a sort of little minor earthquake. Things didn't get really bad for them, though, until that much larger earthquake that is ultimately what sent you guys to head to the east. 
uh, there was that earthquake that was much larger than the one that sometimes happens when an Arcanium is activated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what had you all looking east in the first place. So, I mean, that could be the argument then, is that, like, these things, these are all um, examples of the beginnings of the Buyas is coming, this cult is working to release it, and these are the signs, and we're just following the signs, trying to prevent these things from happening. Yeah, and I think I think it's exactly that. It's what the pattern and the signs that we are seeing is history repeating itself. And sure, they can nitpick and they can look at each individual thing that's saying and to lay the blame on people. And sure, maybe we take the blame for one isolated event, but as uh, Flick was saying before, we are not the cause of everything. Everything is uh, piling on because of this history being repeated that we are trying to prevent. Not that there's any way that we can actually prove, but I mean, we weren't even on this island a year ago. You know, we've only been here on this island for a very short time, and that happened months before we got here. The other thing, though, is too, is that like they're showing that they're willfully being ignorant by hiding their history. So, you know, while the people that have access to the restricted section can go and learn about this, like, who's to say that they're going to actually tell the rest of the people? Which are, like, what, four people? Right. It could (laughs) be one of those things. Yeah, it could be one of those things of, like, I'm going to keep the people ignorant to keep them in line and to keep them from, you know, being scared or, you know, whatever. But, like, if you're, if they're a community that's supposed to all be involved with each other and all have a voice, all have an opinion, then the information shouldn't be restricted to only a certain few, you know? I think there's a way to take the exactly what you just said and make it not about the restricted section because we shouldn't even know about that. We shouldn't, yep. Um, uh-huh. But I think that there are ways for us to say things that have to do with the history of the world that we could have learned anywhere um, that we can say, you know, I mean, we if we need a shock factor, we could use my arm or whatever and just say this is information that we have learned if, the, if there's a specific topic that comes up that might need to be injected with it and say, like, this is a history. Do, you, do your people know this history? You have, we've seen your library. Do your people know this history? Is this something that, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, is it which, information readily available to them? Yeah, right. which might get a couple more people thinking on our side as far as, like, maybe I don't have all the information. Maybe I haven't been told the truth this entire time. There are too many parallels to the real world I know. Uh, that we're living in right now, and I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. DM. Um, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> um... <laughs> I love this line of thinking, and I know that they probably don't have the, like, words for this uh, in this society, but it goes back to this idea that, like, it, like, a true democracy relies on an educated populace, and if they are purposefully holding back information, how, how on earth are are the, the citizens supposed to make informed decisions that will actually benefit their society as a whole so maybe we like have this conversation see how it's going and then maybe we bring up like maybe when we're talking about the banner like do do you know does this populace know that there have been groups for centuries that have been trying to bring back the beast is this something you're aware like that type of thing that we could bring it in 
tying it into kind of the scare tactics of this group um, that might trigger that conversation of saying, you know, you guys are being purposefully or not purposefully, but you're not being given all of the information and you're not being given your full history and the reason that you are here and not able to make the decisions. And I guess too, like the leaders, you know, on top of that, it's, it's hard to believe that you would be surprised that your people had such an emotional reaction to something happening like this because they know nothing about it. They, they didn't see anything coming. They were blindsided. You know, that's, that's what you should expect if that's, if you're withholding this history and information. Right. Yeah. Any other plans for the day tomorrow? Anything that you know that you would like to be ready for? Anything that you know that you're going to want to pass on to Octavia and that crew? Any other preparations? I think it's worth uh, checking in with kind of each of the the people that we've met throughout this last however many episodes um, mm-hmm. and just checking in with them and seeing if they have any other questions for us any of that reminding them of our faces sure. if they've talked to any friends who maybe have skewed them back in the other direction that type of thing mm-hmm. bringing goodies and stuff I would want to go um, show Tide my broom (laughs) (laughs) excellent I love that I was going to say I would maybe like write out our general idea of what we're going to talk about and give it to Octavia but and them but I am afraid someone will steal it so no what Bria paranoid (laughs) never that's it's you know you've prepared for what you can it's hard to know exactly from which direction they're going to come at y'all but uh, you you have the general the general sense of your argument ready you have some counterpoints ready uh, and if there's nothing else to prepare then you all you know will go out and show tide your broom and take treats and check in and and you know uh, spoiler free but like some of your new friends say that they will definitely you know be there and <gasps> and they are there to support you some of them definitely seem like they're absolutely on your side and when it comes to voting you have no questions about their their loyalty their allegiance but they definitely maybe don't seem a hundred percent comfortable like getting up in public and speaking at the trial but you you get the sense that you've got a a reasonable base of support uh so it's not like you're going to be talking you know to a room full of of uh of hostile faces so that at least is reassuring you all recollect after you've gone out to check with your friends take them treats show them brooms and it's time to get a good night's sleep because first thing in the morning you'll be able to meet with uh octavia and the crew very briefly and then it will be time to begin the trial and so that is where we are going to leave it for this week Okay. <laughs> Deep breaths. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to, well, find out how the trial goes. How very exciting, indeed. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. Speaking of reviews, <gasps> we've got some new oh ones. Oh my god. This is we do. totally we have- authentic. None of us had any idea. We're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have two. I'm only going to do one this week Aww. and then we'll do an, uh, the other one next week. Uh, but this one is from Dr. Sleep 237 and Dr. Sleep says, a Amazing story and cast, five stars. Amazing Aww. cast and story. I found them through an advertisement on another podcast, 
I knew those would pay off. Yes! Uh, And gave them a shot. I was immediately hooked and started binging while at work. My favorite thing is when these reviewers tell us how quickly they've gotten through an enormous amount of episodes, so get ready. Uh, I was immediately hooked and started binging while at work. I'm currently on episode 76 and can't get enough. I can't wait to listen to the rest of the backlog and get caught up to the present. Dr. Sleep. Hey, thank you, Dr. Sleep. Thanks, Doc. Thank you. Um, also, and, I love you know, to if you <laughs> No, seriously, thank you very much for that review. I super appreciate it. So yeah, you should leave us a review too so we can read and gush over it. Uh, you can also, of course, email us at dndlastrefuge at gmail.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what virtual cons we may eventually be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D, you can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Hupp, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bazdira, Kit, Bria, and Vic. Happy gaming, y'all. A series of more than two full group episodes in a row. Wild. No, Siri, I'm not talking to you right now. So who gets one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god.